the Kayfabe Crunch has data thanks to Invasatech, the free app that tracks your data. Sick of seeing ads for products you need? Invasatech will make sure you only see commercials for the useless crap you really want. Get money out of your savings account and into the wildly unbalanced economy. Thanks to Invasatech. The Kayfabe Crunch News Games. This underwear has seen better days. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. I'm Ivan, inverted Death Valley driver, but my friends call me Burning Hammer. Coming up on today's edition, we have all the latest from Raw. Plus, we take a look at the history of the ladder in professional wrestling. But first... On this day. In grappling history, in 2008, WWE brought back the Slammy Awards for the first time in a decade. Now, back in 08, Chris Jericho won Superstar of the Year. And there have been some rumors in the last few days that the award ceremony will return as a network special before the end of the year. So we've got to wonder, who will win this year's Award of Awards? Now, some cynics say these statues are completely worthless, but at least they have a smidge more legitimacy than the Oscars. Thanks for choosing this gassed-up news wagon. Hop in the back and try not to fall out. And now, let's get on with the Giggly Game News. Top story, let's get Randy, what? Raw began with Randy Orton's slow walk to the ring, as these days it so often does. And as he did so, Tom Phillips announced a match between The Fiend and Orton for TLC. Orton then stated that any ordinary man would be scared of The Fiend. But he's no ordinary man, no. He's an ordinary man, and proud of it. He claimed he would knock on the door to the Firefly Funhouse later in the night. He sort of did. He knocked on a hallway door in the Amway Center, and, and that was it. The whole thing they promoted the show around. Orton inside the Funhouse. It didn't even happen. But if Orton won't come to the Funhouse, the Funhouse will have to come to Orton. Funhouse Wyatt appeared on the Tron and stated that if Randy wanted to play games, they could play his favorite game. And that game is called Let's Get Randy. His first name being a synonym for horny? That's the, that's, that's the joke there. Wyatt asked his puppets the same question. What will happen to Orton at TLC? None of them could give the correct answer, making it a poorly formatted game show. Stick to the children's entertainment, eh, Bray? Orton, who had grown tired of the antics and was no longer horny, asked for a match against Bray tonight. Wyatt accepted, promising to save the Fiend for TLC. Towards the end of the main events, the lights started to flicker out in the Thunderdome. 20p in the meter should do it. Just as the lights went out, Orton delivered an RKO. Then, as if by TV magic, 
Wyatt's body was swapped with that of the fiends. And Autumn was brutalized by the demon to close the show. As with last week, I have no idea which party is best for public interest. Like, who should we be cheering for? This is proxy war levels of journalistic plurality, and I'll have no part in it. At least, um, at least until next week. And now it's time for your fast counts. The ghost face in the arena of news. Randy Orton joins Drake Wirtz, Road Dog, and Nia Jax. I don't need to wear a mask. Matt Riddle gets his bro nuts out at work, clearly displaying he's learned zero lessons from the speaking out movement. WWE still refuses to recognize that Mia Yim is in retribution. This could be another example of the company insulting fans' intelligence. Or, as Vince doesn't watch NXT, he genuinely might not know. McIntyre hammer throws the Money in the Bank briefcase. Next week, the ring bell discus. And then, the steel stair shot put. AJ Styles has a message to cats everywhere at Christmas time. That big tree prefers to stand. Jackson Riker returns to main event. That's the oft-forgotten TV show, Main Event, and not the main event. Racists must start from the bottom, unless they're already at the top. Jeff Hardy faces Bobby Lashley, and Kofi Kingston faces Shelton Benjamin. Because it's 2008, Shut up! You don't deserve anything new. WWE gives the 10-bell salute to Pat Patterson for a second night, making Patterson the first ever wrestler to receive the 20-bell salute. Upon his death, Triple H is expected to receive the 30-bell salute. And for Vince, the Big 50. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. It's retribution, right? Step extension. Single pole. Platform. Multi-purpose. Articulated. Flexible. Six foot. Eight foot. Twelve foot. Fifteen foot. Twenty foot. That's too tall. Ladders. They come in all shapes and sizes. Where would we be without our aluminium friends? There'd be a heck of a lot more balls on roofs, that's for darn skippy. But when were ladders first introduced to the great sport of professional wrestling? Come on, friend, climb down from that articulated 10-foot beauty and let's find out. The first time a ladder was used in a professional wrestling match was pure happenstance. In 1962, at a small show in Dripping Springs, Texas, a wrestler climbed a ladder, and changed the landscape of the sport forever. Now, this bout was not advertised as a ladder match, but a handyman at the venue had left a ladder erected in the corner of the ring. He had refused to remove the ladder, citing damaged ceiling tiles and a back-breaking workload, so the wrestlers on the show that night agreed to avoid the ladder and wrestle around it. For the most part, they succeeded, but... During the main event, Texas wrestling legend Whistling Bill 
Whistling Bill. That's that's funny enough. We'll just go with that. Texas legend Whistling Bill climbed the eight-foot ladder, much to the delight of the live crowd, and delivered a jumping axe handle to his opponent, winning the match in a tight 79 minutes and 52 seconds. Which sounds lengthy, but that was actually a brisk main event for the era. Now, the 60s was a decade of excess. Sex, drugs, sexy drugs, and this was no different for the pro wrestling world. The popularity of ladder matches spread across the continent of America, with a few small stepladders smuggling themselves onto ships across the Atlantic, before multiplying on the west coast of Europe. By 1969, ladder matches would feature the use of hundreds of ladders at once, including one AWA event where the entire ring was made out of ladders. It was tough for the wrestlers to deliver basic moves, their feet simply slipping between the rungs. Seven broken bones, eight hairline fractures, and three concussions. And that was just the refs. Eventually, the overindulgence of the 60s came to an end, and some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. History became legend, legend became myth, and for two and a half decades, ladders passed out of all knowledge. They were, of course, revived in the wacky 1990s by household names like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Razor Ramon. These three men were, at first, reluctant to bring back the dangerous household object. But all nerves were calmed when they were each presented with a fat sack of cash. And, well, you know the rest. Over the last 30 years, ladder matches have been a staple of professional wrestling, where each brand treats us to several per year. But what about the future? How does one innovate pure innovation? A cherry picker match? An industrial scaffold match? No, we must go higher. Okay, a crane match? A skywalk match? No, we demand more height. Uh, a hot air balloon match? Surely not a space shuttle match. Higher still, my child. Higher still. Okay, where then? Where can we go that's higher than a space shuttle? I'd be fascinated to learn. Please, enlighten us. To the moon! Whoa! And there's just time for a wrestling weather report. Let's just take a quick look out the window. Glacial. Join us Saturday when we'll ask, is the head of the table at the top, or is it at the side and in the middle, like Jesus? And remember, you can support this podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Five stars would be terrific, but three stars would be more accurate, so we'll leave it up to you. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily. Not quite news. Bump 
for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch has data. Thanks to Invasatech. After just one month of using our app, we'll know everything about you. Your age, gender, hobbies and interests, family members' birthdays, newborns' eating habits, bathroom schedule, hidden fetishes, numerical cream intake, and your partner's girth. Your data is safe with us. Kinda. The Kayfabe Crunch.